you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, hey, welcome into this edition of 48 Days Online Radio. We got a lot to cover today. Our theme for today is going to be, was that a strong or a weak decision? There's a big difference and where that leads you to. We'll talk about that. Hey, our sponsor today is Harry's.com. You can use 48 days as a code to get $5 off your first purchase. Harry's. Now that's a shaving razor. I'm going to be telling you why I like this company a lot. And they promote themselves as handsomer, sharper, less expensiver. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about them in a little bit. Well, was that a strong or a weak decision? Here's some of the questions, and then I'll expand that thought a little bit for us today. Dan, I got four clients and an extra $5,500 over the Labor Day weekend by using the creativity and determination you encourage us to develop. Dan, I've been on the new job for one and a half years and make nearly double my previous income after using 48 Days Principles. Well, here we go the other direction. Dan, currently I work for the state and I hate my life-sucking job. Do I have to live in a big city to be successful as a coach? And then here's one. We always got a zinger here. This is a big one. We'll spend a little time on this one. When is it appropriate to say, okay, God, I've done everything I can. Now it's up to you. Well, here's our quotation for the day. Remember I said, was that a strong or weak decision? Our quotation is this. Now, this comes from Janet Atwood, who wrote the passion test. She says, the power of the decision will determine the speed of the results. Now, think about that a little bit. I heard this on a podcast when we were traveling over the Labor Day weekend, and I don't remember what podcast it was, but somebody quoted this, and I just, ooh, I snagged that real quick, got it written down. The power of the decision Will determine the speed of the results. Now think about that. If you say, I'm going to try to lose some weight this year. As compared to, I will lose one pound a week for the next 15 weeks. Now we could frame anything that you're going to do within the confines of how do you make your decision? How do you say your decision? Are you going to try a new business? Or have you already mapped out exactly what you're going to do and know your projections for the first 60, 90, 180 days? The power of the decision will determine the speed of the results. I like that thought. I'm going to come back to that. I'll probably modify it a little bit and make it my own as I continue to write about that. But I like where that's taking us. Well, hey, let me tell you a little bit more about Harry's here before we move on harrys.com and you've heard me talk about it before I got all my my sons and sons-in-law and a whole lot of other people the kits for Father's Day I thought it was really cool it's a shaver I've been using for a couple years but I love to promote them harrys.com here's a description like a paintbrush on a wet canvas, our cartridge's pliant rubber hinge flexes to the contours of your face for precise control over a wide surface area. A small band of aloe vera and vitamin E soothes and nourishes your skin for a soft, smooth finish. Now, here's what part of why I like this company. is because of their business model. 
And we look at a lot of business models here. They donate 1% of their sales and 1% of company time each year to helping other organizations. Now, that means their 1% of sales I mean, golly, if they do a million dollars, you can figure out what that's going to be. 1% of company time, that's going to be approximately 25 hours per employee per year that they allow somebody on the clock to donate working for another organization. Now, that's much in line with the kind of organizations like Warby Parker, where you buy a pair of glasses and they give a pair of glasses to somebody else. Or Tom's Shoes, where you buy a pair of shoes and they give a pair of shoes to somebody else. These are socially responsible companies. I love what they're doing. So anyway, the deal is go to harrys.com. You'll get a shaver. And this is not just so you're doing some worthy humanitarian thing. This is to get a shaver unlike anything you've ever experienced. And I can't imagine going back to the the cheap things you pick up at Walmart or Walgreens. Now go to harrys.com. Use 48 days as your code and you'll get $5 off your first purchase. Well, here's some of the success stories today. We we'll always like to start off with that. So let's go right to the success stories. This comes from Brent, who says, you issued a challenge on your August 15th episode. If you will read or listen to 30 minutes of content, positive content for six months, you'll double your income. Then you offered lunch either way. You know, I did that kind of just on the fly. I hadn't really thought about that. Oh my gosh, have I gotten response to that? So bring it on. Yeah, I said, if you actually do that, listen to positive content for 30 minutes a day for six months, you'll double your income. And I'm hearing stories already from people who are one or two weeks into that saying, goodness, I can't imagine the new things I'm seeing, the new opportunities that are coming my way. Yeah, that's how it works. Well, anyway, Brent says, I accept and I will begin September 1st. 2014. I've been listening to and reading content religiously for four years, so I'm going to kick the challenge up a notch. Number one, I'm going to listen or read for 30 minutes a day. Two, select one action item a day. Three, do the action item that day. Four, blog about what I read, the action I selected, and what happened when I did it. I'll blog on it at salesexperiment.com. So my benchmark which is padding in your favor is $75,000. So by March 1st of 2015, I should be making around the road to making 150. If that happens, I'll run up to Franklin, take you to lunch. Any initial suggestion to get me going. This comes again from Brent who lives in Roswell, Georgia. So just down the road. Yeah. You can run up here, take me to lunch. That'll be cool. I'll look forward to it, Brent. Any initial suggestions? Wow, you're right on track doing what you're doing. I mean, if you need a reading list, just go to my reading list. If you need some suggestions, you can shoot a blank email to reading at 48days.com and it'll go right to my reading selections. I'm always adding new things on there, but you'll see some books that I think will in fact do exactly that. Transform your success, double your income. So I've got a whole lot of you taking me up on that challenge and I, I welcome the fact I hope I'm booked for six months solid with lunches, just hearing the success stories. And also I said, if you in fact do that and actually do that, listen to positive material for six months and don't double your income, I'll buy your lunch just so we can try to figure out what happened, what went wrong, what were the obstacles? Because I'm that confident that it will in fact lead to your success. Now this, this comes in, I'm going to change the name here at his request. So we'll talk, call him Bill. 
Um, Bill says, I just wanted to tell you how much your ministry has helped me. I started listening to you while I was in graduate school and was practicing pharmacy. I wanted to change careers from pharmacist to pharmaceutical scientist. Um, however, using the principles of 48 days to the work you love, I was able to make the transition nearly three and a half years ago, just a few months after completing my graduate work to do this. I left a six figure income in pharmacy for a job where I was making in the low to mid 60 thousands. So income went down. I was a top performer at my new job, but knew that there was more out there for me. After 20 months at this job, I conducted a job search as outlined in 48 days and changed jobs. This new job provided me a salary of 90000 and gave me a huge promotion that would have taken five more years to achieve at my previous job. Furthermore, after a mere six months in the new job, my salary skyrocketed again to 105000 then to 110 six months later. Now I've been on the new job for one and a half years, and when you factor in my bonuses, I currently make double my previous income. I began to publish manuscripts, talks about some things that he's doing here, speaking, creating content. He says, anyway, I just wanted to share my story to let you know how much of a blessing you've been to me and my family. And he says, if my schedule allows, my wife and I would love to treat you to uh, dinner. He noted that I'm going to be in Boston in a couple weeks. And um, hey, I'll look at the dates. We'll try to coordinate that. Thanks for your note, Bill. Delighted to hear your story. This comes from Joe, who says, I hope you're doing great these days. My name is Joe, and I've been a follower of yours for for years now. I'm a big believer in your message, and I've made finding work I'm passionate about my primary goal for the past several years. It's not easy, but I feel like I may be closer than ever. Uh, I know you're a busy guy, so I won't bore you with my whole backstory, but I'd like to share one thing. My goal and ambition is to get a position in community management type position in the video game industry, and I'm actually well on my way. Last November, I found that one of my favorite development studios had an opening for a community manager, and I decided to apply. My brother-in-law is in the gaming industry, and with his advice and yours as well, I made a physical resume package that was inspired by the game they make. Long story short, after one follow-up call, they called me back. I had two phone interviews. Then they asked me to fly to Dallas, where they're based for an in-person interview. The trip went great, and although I didn't get the job I interviewed for, they asked me to do some contract work for them, which I'm currently doing. Not only that, but they recently told me to expect an extension, so that's exciting, too. And again, anyway, Joe says, I live in Nashville. I was hoping it might be possible for me to invite you to lunch sometime soon as a thank you for everything you do. It would be an honor to get to spend a little time with you if you have the time to spare. Joe, well, thanks again for your update, Joe. I mean, that's a very niche topic to be community manager in the video gaming industry. I'm not even, even, not even sure exactly what that means, but it sounds like a cool thing. And you've obviously taken the action to put you right on track for that. Well, now here, here comes a letter. And this one's, I'm, I'm just going to pull some spots. It's extremely long, so I'll just pull a couple little things out of this. Comes from Jim. He says, I want to thank you for your encouragement since I joined 48days.net in the spring of 2012. I came to the community at a low point when my despair prevented me from even knowing which activities I enjoyed. I would read material about finding your passion and attempt to complete the questions like, what did you love doing as a kid? What did you dream of doing when you were 10 years old? What would you do for free? And I couldn't find any answers. I just wanted to sleep. I believe I was depressed and unsure how I got there. 
I didn't enjoy anything at the time, even activities I historically had enjoyed. Now, this is what, what, you know, what Jim says he's doing. I work as a police officer and my personality is highly empathetic, realizing that I don't have any actual control to make positive changes in others' lives, threatened to crush my faith in light of watching the train wreck of life that I see every day at work. Additionally, those who dial 911 feel every freedom to curse me, explain how it's all my fault, ask me to do illegal things, and generally berate me, knowing that I just have to listen and say, yes, ma'am. The expectation that I can broker peace in 20 minutes between family members who've been in conflict for over 10 years is unrealistic, but it still bothers me because I wanted to do just that. I want to have the same case resolution as TV, 100%, but that's not real life. Police work is such that no matter how well you do the job, there's always someone on the side of the issue who will say it's my fault. Now, I went through, Jim goes through some of the things that he did, uh, started using material from Dave, Dave Ramsey, he joined 48days.net, looked at other people who were having successes, started doing some things, started experimenting, created a website for a company that does car restoration and boom, all of a sudden the owner called and told me he had just gotten a call from someone out of state who had found us on the web and wanted to ship his car to us to do $14,000 work of work. I was elated at that moment. I had the epiphany that I really love being useful. So Jim goes on the kind of things that he is doing now to expand his opportunities to be useful for other people. He's gotten involved in some classes And he ends with this. These experiences have resulted in some lessons for me. Number one, just move. Do something. There isn't always a right answer. You can just decide. No one knows the future. If it works, you're a genius. If it doesn't, you're an idiot. You can just decide what to do because no one else knows either. I love being useful. I love being loved. I love helping people. And he ends with this. Should you ever wonder why you spend so much time doing your work? I'm here to say it's for people like me. You have helped my outlook immeasurably. I'm not predisposed to optimism, so I'm thankful that I met you. You're a mentor to folks who haven't even met. Thank you so much for telling all the success stories you see and hear. I truly appreciate it, and it makes a difference, Jim. Well, Jim, thanks for your lengthy and newsy update on what you're doing. Sandra, like you're making some dynamite progress toward the kind of life that you want to live. You know, it is tough when you're doing something that's a service business, a service profession, like being on the police force. Um, a lot of people go into like counseling or social work, working with a lady right now, went into social work and she was terribly disappointed with her ability to really affect people's lives positively. She worked with ladies in domestic violence situations who would then choose to go right back into that. She's like, wow, I didn't expect that. I thought they would see opportunities to move on and improve their lives. And no, they apparently didn't want that. And she went and got a law degree. And now with a law degree is finding much the same thing that no matter what work she does, it's moving a lot of paper and she feels like she isn't really having the impact that she wanted. And so we're looking for some totally new options for, well, thank goodness there were always totally new options available as Jim attests to here. He's moving from the police work that he's doing into some other kind of things and finding the real opportunities to be the help that he wanted to be. Well, let me, let me do just one more here. 
one more success story. Again, I love these success stories. If you got a success story, you know, just go to the 48days.com site, click on the podcast link. You can shoot it in there or you can, um, you can just uh, send an email to askdan at 48days.com or you can leave a voicemail message for us if you want us to hear your success story. But here's one. Now, this comes from Giovanna Ellison. We call her Lady J. Uh, you probably heard me talk about her before. She started in January. In January, she decided she wanted to be a coach. So she came to Coaching with Excellence in March. And we walked through, you know, how you lay this out, the kind of things that you do. And she started with a VIP day. VIP day. Now, her husband's a pastor, but she started with a VIP day where she promoted it as you're going to figure out how to live your best life now, you know, discover your best talents and, you know, un, un, uncover your passions. Those kind of things that we talk about here. She just laid that out. We're going to do that in a three hour time frame together. It's worth $247. You can cross off the two. It was really cute the way that she did this. And she, so it was $47 and she had 54 ladies come to that. Then she took them into a deep dive day at $497. Then she offered her platinum, silver, and gold coaching packages. Anyway, in the first 60 days, you've heard me talk about it. She generated about $17,000 in coaching income. Sometimes I'm thrilled at what I call the enthusiasm of ignorance. You know, sometimes we make the kind of things we talk about, the successes, we, we make it too complicated. And, and really, you know, the enthusiasm of ignorance. I talked recently about Hannah Wilson, a young 17-year-old gal in 48days.net community who decided she wanted to start a podcast for, entre- for teenage entrepreneurs. And she thought, well, I ought to interview some people. And I heard about this guy named Seth Godin, who seems to be successful as an entrepreneur. I'll ask him to be my first interview. Well, that's the enthusiasm of ignorance. If she had thought through the way most of us do, we would have recognized Seth is in very high demand. I mean, hundreds of people would love to have him on for an interview. And if he requests, you're probably going to get a no. And if he says yes, he may say, well, how about six months from now and the second week in February? Well, Hannah didn't know any of that. In the enthusiasm of ignorance, she just simply emailed him. He wrote back and said, how about this afternoon? And that's exactly what they did, her very first interview. But Jamana uh, didn't have a long history in coaching. She didn't have, didn't take a lot of time to build a careful business plan and build a careful website and have all those things laid out. She just decided, I'm going to be a coach. I'm just going to tell everybody where I go, I'm going to be a coach. Boom. She just did it, knocked it out of the park the first 60 days, and she's certainly gone on from there. And got involved in our coaching mastery program. She went through that in a blazing record time, I think, because one of the big things you have to have is 40 hours of paid coaching to complete that. Most people can, can complete the academic kind of assignments to get decertified and go through coaching 101 that we require in that program, but... The thing that stumbles them is it takes them a while to get 40 hours of paid coaching. And we require that to finish that program. Well, she went through that in record time and got her 48 days certified coaching designation, which we're proud to bestow on her. So this is an update. So again, this is, I'm talking here in September, the very first part of September. And she started 
decided she wanted to be a coach in January, started in March, and you can hear the kind of things that have happened. And she's had some amazing success since then. But she said, Dan, I just wanted to share. One of my email list subscribers said she got her email late, wanted to know if she could still get in on the Labor Day sale. So one of the things that Giovanna has do- had done is put out there to her audience, Labor Day special coaching packages. I mean, just be creative. I mean, wow, that's what, what you want to do. Be creative about the things that you do. So it's different. So it's remarkable so that it stands out. That's one of the Seth Godin principles we talk about. What are you going to do in your business or your job or your career, whatever? That's remarkable. What is it? What are you going to do to make yourself stand out? If you're an attorney or you're a pharmacist, we've talked about people who are here in the last few minutes. What are you going to do to make you stand out from the thousands and thousands of others who also have that same academic degree? What are you going to do to stand out? I mean, Seth Godin, one of his books is Purple Cow. I just showed that book to uh, the gang that was here for Coaching with Excellence this last week. And the book was shipped to me in a milk carton. Now, there were only, uh, I don't know, a limited number of those that went out. This was several years ago, but I purchased that immediately when he made it available. And the book is crossways inside of an actual milk carton the same size so it's a little book that's in there crossways but the title of the book is purple cow and it comes in a milk carton that has purple splotches all over it but the concept being if you drive down the road and you see a brown cow a white cow a black cow you know they don't even get your attention it's just subliminal you know they're there but you don't even notice them but now a purple cow wow that snap your head around they get your attention so the concept is what are you doing that's a purple cow what are you doing that lets people know you're remarkable well, Giovanna put out some special packages, Labor Day coaching packages. What a cool thing. She said one of my email list subscribers got her email late, wanted to know if she could still get in the Labor Day s- sale. I told her that I had to honor my word and that the sale was closed. Perfect. I love that. Then Giovanna says, however, I could extend to her everything else that the people who got the sale received at a slightly higher rate, but still at a discount on my normal coaching. Now, the sale price was $997. I quoted her $2,500. I'll take it, she said. That's four clients and an extra $5,500 over the Labor Day weekend by using the creativity and determination you encourage us to develop on a daily basis as entrepreneurs. Thanks. Well, I guess so. What a cool thing. Thanks. Well, you hear it coming. We're the champions. You know what? I'm going to fade this out. I want to play another clip here. This comes, this comes from an old Beatles song. John Lennon. I love the words. I love this, what he describes here. And you're going to know why I love this so much. When you think back about the things that I just read here as success stories. So take a listen to this.
that one song from the wheels go around the Beatles we could take that one song and just park on it for an entire radio show maybe I'll do that at some point or we'll just take that and just park on that and just unpack what they're talking about there love that love the fact that people are trying to enlighten me you know, say that I'm just dreaming. No, we hear these stories on here again and again and again from people who have taken action and are doing things that, yeah, are unusual, are doing things that, yeah, the people back on the old assembly line are saying, what are you thinking, man? You left your pension. You left your guaranteed retirement plan. Well, we have all kinds of stories about that. You know, one of my favorite stories is uh, my friend Mike Sparks, who started coming to the Monday night seminars that joanne and i were doing this was years ago but he was working at nissan he was making about forty eight thousand dollars a year at the time and you know in line to have that go up and to have a fully funded retirement account and all that well he was bored out of his mind and wanted to leave well everybody said you're crazy to have a job at nissan you know that's the kind of dream job where once you're in you're in well, you're just going to, everything's pretty well laid out for you. Why would you think about leaving that? Well, Mike had bigger dreams, bigger ideas. He started to play around with cars. One of the first cars that he sold on eBay, and he was one of the early eBay sellers with cars, has an impeccable record there of treating people well. One of the first cars he ever sold, he sold to a physician, sold a Jaguar convertible to a physician in Puerto Rico, had it shipped down there but made like $4,600 net profit on it. And he just wondered if there was any possibility that he could do something besides working at Nissan. I said, good night, man. With one transaction, you made what you normally make in a month working your job? Yeah, I think there's potential there. He says, he tells people I was the only one who encouraged him to leave. His wife was terrified. But he left. He started selling cars. He just treated people extremely well. I bought 11 cars from him over the next few years myself. But he was very successful at that. But he's passionate about doing business well. He got involved in the community, got on the city council, served well there, took a stand for some things that needed to be changed. And then 
he called me one day and he said, I think I'm going to run for state senator. And I thought, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? You're going to run for state senator? Now, Mike has a high school degree, but he was going up against a long established Democrat who was an attorney who had that state senator position locked up. Nobody could make a dent in it. Many people had tried. Mike just got out and beat the streets. He wore out multiple pairs of shoes, as I recall, just walking door to door, talking to people about the things that he wanted to see changed in his district. Well, guess what? He won that election. He's now a Tennessee state representative. He spends his time up on Capitol Hill here in Nashville, has continued to be a strong voice, has created relationships that are going to serve him extremely well and open doors of opportunity. He has since sold the car business, but he's invested in real estate, has multiple properties, income from those, and he's just an idea guy. But everybody told him he was crazy. Yeah, people say I'm crazy doing what I'm doing. Well, those people aren't changing the world. Those people aren't doubling their income. Those people are just living out their own version of Groundhog Day, doing today what they did yesterday. If you want to change that, you can expect to hear people say that you're crazy. Well, again, if you got a story about your success, we love to hear those here. Just shoot it in to askdan at 48days.com. Let's go to some of the questions. This one comes from Janae, I believe it is, who says, um, I love the 48 Days podcast. It keeps me motivated and thinking positively. I like how to the 48days.net community is an extension of that and a good resource for those who want feedback. And boy, is it ever. Incidentally, I ought to just drop in here a reminder. We're doing Tuesday night brainstorming sessions, open calls like this, except it's open where you can actually put in your question. Uh, I, I'm just interviewing people who have proven themselves to be leaders in the 48days.net community. Last night, I had an Andy Traub. And we talked about building your dream life. Andy just recently, just in the last 30 days, moved his family from Sioux City, South Dakota, right down here to Franklin, Tennessee. Now, how was he able to do that? He just took action on some things. Came out of uh, working with Young Life for years. So he came straight out of that ministry kind of position, started his own business, just served people well. It opened continuous doors of opportunity. If you want to hear about his story, it's really remarkable. Uh, you can just go to that 48, uh, the Tuesday night brainstorming link and the 48days.net community. And at all the, the interviews that I've done are archived there. Listen to the interview on, with Andy Traub on how to build your dream life, how to do, live where you want to and do the work that you want to do. But anyway, uh, Jenna here is asking, she said, my question, or rather suggestion, are there plans in the works to create a 48days.net app so members can chat online, comment on discussion boards, etc.? I receive all the email notifications when people comment on posts, but I'm not on my laptop very much. Just wondering, I think an app would benefit the community bunches. Well, I appreciate your suggestion. You know how those things usually are developed? Somebody in the community says, we need to have that, and they just go ahead and develop it. That's exactly how the app for 48 Days was developed. Dan Waller developed that. I had people saying, gee, we'll come and develop a 48 Days app for you. You know, it'll only be $60,000. And then I had people, oh, we'll do it for $40,000. Well, you know how it goes in the early days of any technology. The price keeps coming down, and all of a sudden, you know, and I, and I kept saying, yeah, we're we're testing the pulse of the community when we think there's enough merit 
to develop in a 48 days app where we get all the podcast updates and blog updates and you can plug into the community and all that, you know, then we'll really consider doing it. Well, all of a sudden I have a guy that I'd never talked to in my life, never heard his name, Dan Waller, who shoots me a thing. And he says, well, I developed this little 48 days dot it dot or 48 days app. You can take a look at it if you want to. I looked at it and it was like, you got to be kidding me. It had everything in there that I wanted it to have. And I said, this is amazing. You know, why'd you do this? And he says, well, I've been impacted by 48days.com and, you know, 48 days community. He says, I just thought it'd have value. So I just developed it for you. I said, this is really cool. Now, what I did in that incidentally is you would think, well, my goodness, that's my content. I mean, he's infringing on my trademarks. All of that content is mine. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I could have said, well, what if I take 90% of the income from selling the app and you take 10%? I am 100% confident Dan would have said, wow, that'd be great. You know, I'd love that. Well, guess what I did? The app, I think, is $1.99. If you don't have it, I highly recommend it. Just search in your Apple store for apps for the 48 Days app. It really is an amazing tool to stay plugged in with everything that's happened. But anyway, I think it's a, I think it's a dollar 99 is uh, what that app is. Well, I didn't say I'm going to take 90%. You can keep 10%. You know what I said, Dan, I want you to have a hundred percent of the income that comes from that. I just want the ability to then put up, you know, banners, you know, put up announcements for special things that we're doing. Um, you know, I just, want to be able to at least make announcements on there. Well, sure. We did that. He gets a hundred percent. I ought to check with him to see what kind of income he's made. I mean, if, if 50,000 people have downloaded that and in the community where we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that involved, you know, 50,000 people did that and he gets $50,000. I mean, I'd be tickled to death. I mean, I want that to happen. So anyway, if, if this does happen, it's going to be at somebody taking the initiative to make it happen. We've got amazing volunteers. People have just said, let me take care of that. I mean, that's one of the ways that Andy Traub built his visibility, credibility, and, and thus new opportunities was by volunteering all the tutorials that we got, the video tutorials we have in the 48 days.net community. He did those. We didn't pay him anything. He just volunteered to do them, but in doing so made himself visible that led to doing podcasts with Andy Andrews, some other high visible authors and has opened the doors to some other things he's doing a lot of things with jeff goins now other people whose names you recognize Andy's the guy that's making things happen and being paid very well for those things that he's doing at this point michael good sent me a clip and this is really cool it's just a youtube clip but it's about a guy who changed his name and immediately got job interviews now this guy had been sending out information sending out resumes 80 to 100 a week and he was really just blitzing, looking for a new opportunity. Nothing happened. He dropped one letter from his name and got job interviews and job offers immediately. Now, this is pretty dramatic. And you can search for this. I'm not going to even put it in the link in the show notes. But you, you can search for this if you want to. But the guy changed his name from Jose to Joe and immediately got more job interviews. Now, there's a whole lot of implications from that. Certainly, you know, the subtle racism and all of that, but it is what it is. And I appreciate his creativity. I'm just going to leave it at that. I admire his creativity. He just changed one letter in his name from Jose to Joe and immediately got 
more interviews. You know, when we talk about uh, Jamana Ellison, the, the, her, her first name is difficult for people to remember. Jabana. It's J-E-B-O-N-N-A-H. Well, she is pretty well known in her center of influence as Lady J. It's a lot easier. I like that. I think that's cool. You know, it's like a rap star or something. You know, Lady J. Well, if you want to take on another name, of course, you've heard me talk about my own son changing his last name officially from Miller to Angaza because he wanted something that really spoke about the life he wanted to live on Gaza is Swahili for instrument of light. Yeah, you can do that. Be creative, even if it comes down to something as simple as that. Well, here's a question comes from Ryan. who says, Dan, help. I already have 48 days, but I'm struggling. I can't find a passion that lasts. I come around to starting my own business because of the freedom it can offer. Have many ideas, but none seem to work. Currently, I work for the state and I hate my life-sucking job. I have nine hours left to get my BS in geography and finish in December. I'm 25 years old, married with a two-year-old, another child on the way. My wife is worried whenever I try to talk about it with her because she likes the comfortable, predictable income, doesn't understand how draining it is. She says I should find my joy in the Lord and that should be enough. But I feel like he created me for more. Am I wrong for thinking this? I want to live a full life, but I'm not sure how. Any advice is appreciated. Well, Ryan... Man, I empathize with you. When you say you hate your life-sucking job, yeah, that's a red flag. You don't need to just suck it up and just stay there and have your life slowly drained out of you. No. If this is a continuing feeling you have, that's enough of a red flag. You need to be looking at other options. Now, there's a whole lot of approaches to this. You can do a job search without burning the bridge where you are now. I mean, you don't have to just quit and put your family in jeopardy, but certainly you can do a job search. I mean, that's what we encourage people to do. Do a job search where you find something that's a better fit, that isn't life-sucking, that pays more. I mean, yeah, you can do that. There are tons of companies out here that are waiting for people like you if you know clearly what your most marketable skills are, what your value is to an organization. So you've got to be clear in that. Now, one thing that kind of intrigues me is you said you've got nine hours left to get a BS in geography. Wow. What is that going to position you to do? I mean, what is your motivation for getting a degree in geography? Is that really going to open up opportunities for you? I mean, most of the people with degrees in geography are just simply going on to some kind of graduate school, be that in law or something else where that's a base, but you know, wow. I mean, that, that's one of those degrees that isn't real intriguing to most companies. Now, there are things, I'm exaggerating, but I, I mean, you could be a location expert or you could be a traffic manager or a real estate agent. I mean, there's certainly things that would validate that, but I hope that by getting your college degree, you've had a great experience in terms of personal education personal growth that you've gone through because I'm not sure that having a degree in geography is going to put, make you a hot item in the job market. Again, prove me wrong on that. I hope you do, but, and there are, there are, I, I did a quick search. There are certainly people out there. Here's a couple other people, famous people who had geography degrees. Prince William, Prince William has a degree in geography. You know who else does? Michael Jordan. I thought that was hilarious. So maybe if you're, Six eight and can play basketball. You can uh, take advantage of that degree in geography. But anyway, what you have to do is 
you know, validate the feelings that you're having by all means. If you feel like you're created for more then honor that lack of peace that you're feeling about that. Identify what is it that you do really well? What are your most marketable skills? Then create a resume that is a killer sales brochure for where you would like to go. Do a job search, walk that out. I mean, again, yeah, don't just bury the feelings that you're, that you're having. No, 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 not a chance. All right. Kelly says, I'm very interested in learning more about coaching. However, I live in a very rural community, 8,500 people in the county, and I have a good full-time job. Is coaching something that you can bootstrap while working full-time when I need to practice somewhere with a larger population? And she lives in Burlington, Kansas. Well, Kelly, you've already heard me talk about a Giovanna who decided in January that she was going to be a coach. She started in March. She's done remarkable things. I just shared a success story, $5,500 for new clients over the Labor Day weekend. Uh, didn't share some of the other amazing things that she's done in building her business that quickly. So you can move into coaching without just doing it on the side. If you position yourself clearly as a coach, you can go into it directly and I'll guarantee you, I don't know what you're making now, a good full-time job, but I guarantee you in 30 days, you can duplicate that and more if you really are clear about positioning yourself as a coach. Now, as it relates to, can you do that in a small community? Yeah. Geography has really nothing to do with your success as a coach. We get a lot of requests here at 48days.com and you, and you can go to 48days.com and just click on the coaching link. If you fill out a short information form there, we review those. Now, what we're going to do, if it's somebody that you know, I, I look, I think it'd be fun to work with. I mean, I do that. I've got some really interesting cases and love that. I still do personal coaching, but for most of those, we match you up with a coach in our 48 days network, somebody that you, we think it would be a good match, but here's the deal. Let's say that you're, um, 32 years old and you're coming out of your career with young life. And now you want to go to work, you know, in the for-profit sector and make a ton of money. How can you make that transition from a ministry position into the for-profit sector? Boom. You're 32 years old. You want to do that? We're going to match you up with Kent Julian. That's a, that's a sweet spot for him. Kent lives just north of Atlanta, Georgia. It doesn't matter because you're going to coach via the telephone anyway. We match people always based on areas of competence, not based on geography. So if you live in Nashville, Tennessee, and you have a particular case particular need you're a young single mom and you really want to grow your own personal success you're not going to work with me because that's not an area of expertise for me we're going to send you to joel bogus who's in dallas because that's a sweet spot for him that's an area of expertise so that's how we match things up so you position yourself as an expert in a particular area, Kelly, as a coach, and then you'll draw people from all over the country and literally all over the world. So it doesn't matter. Geography has nothing to do with it. If you want to be a coach, boom, move right into that. Okay. This comes from Jim who says, you've talked before about people waiting on God in their job search, starting a business or improving their lives. You've stated it's unwise to wait on God while we do nothing. I agree a hundred percent. However, when we truly have put in the time, the long hours, the hard work, when is it appropriate to say, okay, God, I've done everything I can. Now it's up to you. 
Any tips on letting go once you feel you've done all you can? Thanks again. I appreciate your, appreciate your advice, Jim. Well, Jim, this is one of those hot potatoes theologically that I keep stepping into, it seems, and I've written a lot about this particular topic. Frankly, I never get to the point where I feel like I've done all I can. Now, I hear that a lot from people. Well, I've done all I can, so now I'm just going to wait on God. I don't know what that would be. I, I don't know when it would be that I have done everything that I can. I mean, I hear a lot of, uh, a lot of mature people telling me they're just waiting on God. Now, while that sounds you know, very spiritual, self-sacrificing and honorable, I also find that more often than not, it's just a politically correct way of procrastinating or justifying indecision. So instead of gathering information, creating a plan, taking action, they comfortably hide out in that, um, I don't know, that theological wilderness with all the other Egyptians, you know, complaining about their circumstances while doing nothing. But you know, hungry kids, mortgage bankers, spouses who are exhausted and overwork don't want to hear that you're waiting on God. I mean, I hear that from guys. And frankly, I have very little tolerance for that. You know, they've been out of work for 14 months. The kids are hungry. Wife is working her fingers to the bone and they're just waiting on God. Are you kidding me? Man, I mean, I've got some pretty strong advice for guys. Not, I'm not saying that's your situation. I don't know what it is. But I, in these situations where you're just waiting on God, I mean, I cringe when I hear that as a coach. I mean, in, in times of crisis or times of challenge, it's easy to shift responsibility and blame on God. I mean, certainly. We know he's all powerful, but what does that mean in regard to what's expected of me? I mean, can I expect God to literally pay my rent, find a job for me or deal with the bank's demands? I mean, at some point we, we become God's hands and feet without us. His work does not get done. And his work is not just praying, preaching, or proselytizing. It's mowing yards, making violins, building houses, delivering pizzas, or teaching school kids with excellence. You know, a couple years ago, Actually, I checked. It was back in June of 2010. Wow, that's four years ago. One of the blogs that I put up that I've got more comments on than anything I've ever written, I used as a quotation to lead into it, a quotation from Frederick Douglass, who said, I prayed for 20 years but received no answer until I prayed with my legs. Now, I got a whole lot of response to that. You know, I see a whole lot of people, as I've already mentioned, who are praying for solutions and answers and simply living in that prayerful mode, hands folded, eyes closed, waiting on God to supernaturally give them the specific answer that will remove their challenge. You know, so, so how does God answer our prayers? I mean, imagine some of these situations. You really need a job. You'd like a better car. You want to make peace with your spouse. Your lawnmower is broken. You want to have a best-selling book. You'd like to have a college degree. You want to be a more effective parent. Gee, the air conditioning unit just went out and it's $5,000 to get a new one. Now, again, I believe God is the providential supplier of everything we need. But I also believe that his delivery system requires our active participation, our praying with our legs, if you would. If you need a job, identify the 30 to 40 target companies, contact them each three times, and God will provide a job. If you want to have a best-selling book, write something of value, then be willing to persist through the rejection of 14 publishers as Max Licato did with his first book and watch God open the doors. If you want a college degree, explore six options for doing so that are possible even while you continue working, block out two hours a day for focused study and see how God brings that degree right to you. 
you know, I know God provides food for the birds, but he doesn't just show up and throw it in the nest. Sometimes the exercise of faith we need most may be to engage our spiritual quadriceps, stretch those hamstrings and our gluteus maximus for something other than supporting our head while we pray. Well, you get, you get a clear sense there of when I think that we just stop doing anything and just wait on God. Never. That's my position. I know that I probably offend some people and taking that strong a position on that. But I think that we are active participants in bringing God's will to view in our lives. I mean, my daddy was a pastor. I know all the scripture related to that. And I, I think I'm still being accurate when I say that we need to be actively involved in that process. This is not to super to supersede God by any means, but in working in coordination with what he's already revealed to us, the talents and skills he's given us, we can make new things happen in our lives. Yes. And I, don't need to apologize about saying we can make new things happen. It's not all just all God. It's not just all us, but together it's a combination of making things happen. Well, remember that quotation for today. We started out with that power of the decision will determine the speed of the results. Love that quotation. Hope this has been instructional for you, encouraging and inspiring. Be the change you want to see in the world. We could go with that quotation at all. You know where that comes from. But do the things that would open the doors of opportunity that you want to have happen. Hey, thanks for being part of this amazing community where we, in fact, are finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Yeah, got to get that yell in there. Have a great week.